Hey, what's up, y'all? Today we are going to tackle the first company in our S&P 500 series. It's a large industrial company, and you think you might know it well. Let's check it out. Welcome to Stock Stories, Episode 6. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Really appreciate you listening. Again, this is Stock Stories. I am your host, Alex. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you understand individual companies so that you can make better investing decisions. That's what this is all about. And I'm really excited today because we have our first company to analyze today, y'all. This is a big deal. The first five episodes have been focused on the framework and kind of the philosophy behind investing. We've talked about what is the anatomy of a company, the history of stocks. We've talked about the whole investment universe. And now we're at the point where, you know, I think we should really get into analyzing a specific company. I've been telling you guys this for five episodes now. So thanks for sticking with me uh, until this point. So what is the first company that we're going to talk about today? Well, It's one of the most famous companies in the world. It is General Electric. This is the big industrial company that everyone knows about. And today we're going to talk about it. So without further ado, welcome to Stock Stories. And today let's talk about General Electric. So let's talk a little bit first about the history of General Electric to see where it comes from, because I believe in order to understand a company's present prospects and its future prospects, it's a good idea to at least have a little bit of context as to where it came from. So what's the history of this business? So General Electric was founded by none other than the famous Thomas Alva Edison, the man who brought electricity to the masses here in the United States. So Edison created a company called Edison General Electric Light Company in 1889. This is an old company, hails back to the 1800s, and it was funded by none other than J.P. Morgan himself, as well as the Vanderbilt family. So these two financiers got together saw what Edison was doing and decided to invest in his lighting company. So this company merged in 1892 with the Thomas Houston Electric Company to become General Electric. And so General Electric at this point started adding consumer products. They started making appliances in the early 1900s all the way since 1905. They had been making appliances. So they've got lights and they've got appliances. So they focused on those products first, lights, light fixtures. They got into motors and other electric products. They also got into radio and television in the 1920s when these technologies were starting to become more prevalent. 
Um, television was still not a staple of American life, not even close yet. It was just in its infancy. And radio had just started to spread countrywide. So General Electric was on the leading edge of these technologies as they were coming up. General Electric also developed aircraft superchargers for World War I, and they developed the nation's first jet engine in World War II. So pretty much anywhere where America needed the latest, newest technology, General Electric has been there for its development and creating those products and becoming a leader in those products. Now, there's a lot more history to this company, um, but I want to fast forward a little bit so we can get to some of the more recent developments. Back in 2002, you may remember a company called Enron, and this was an energy company that went bankrupt. They had some trouble with illegal practices, and it shocked investors, and it shocked people in the finance community worldwide. But when this happened, General Electric saw some of Enron's energy assets and they said, hey, let's get into wind power. Let's get into renewable energy. This is going to be the thing of the future. So they scooped up some of Enron's energy assets back in 02 and got into wind power that way. So over the years, General Electric has been changing. They've been getting in and out of different businesses So it's not just aircraft engines or lighting products or renewable energy. In back in the sixties, they started developing their own computers and they were actually the first business in the world to own a computer. Think about that. That's, that's pretty cool. They were on the leading edge of technology from way back in the 1800s through the twenties, through the sixties. Into O2, they were getting into renewable energy before um, it started to become cool and hip for large companies to get into energy efficiency. They were already thinking about these things. And over the years, they've been in a bunch of other different industries. They've been in plastics, mortgage and life insurance products. They've been in the water business, oil and gas. And actually recently, a few years ago, In 2015, they actually sold their appliance division to the Chinese conglomerate Hire. And so any GE appliances that you're aware of now, if you go and buy a GE appliance, GE doesn't actually make that. It's another company that has purchased the right to use the GE brand name. So kind of an interesting tidbit because I feel like as consumers at least here in America, we see GE as, oh yeah, GE appliances. That's one of the things that's top of mind for us when it comes to talking about and thinking about GE products. So GE doesn't even make its own appliances anymore. So that's a little bit of the history. But where are we at today? What is General Electric, the business, doing right now? So in order to do this, I had to look into the annual report. And the most recent one is from 2017. And this is what General Electric does now. So they've got a total of eight different business segments. (laughs) This is a big conglomerate. They do all sorts of things. So 
these are the segments aviation, healthcare, transportation, capital, oil and gas, lighting, renewables, and power. Now, those last four, oil and gas, lighting, renewables, and power, the way I kind of think about it, I kind of group them into one super segment of energy because they're all related to energy. Uh, They're just applying them in different ways. And then the other ones are definitely distinct categories to me, like transportation, aviation, healthcare are definitely its own categories, and capital is certainly its own category as well. It's... um, in fact, something that we'll definitely talk about later as far as how it affects General Electric's most recent results. So where are we at now? And I'll summarize it by a quote from GE's CEO, John Flannery, in the annual report. He says, quote, 2018 is our reset year, end quote. And what does that tell you? That tells you that, well, frankly, things have not been going very well for General Electric lately. It's been facing some issues, and this has been reflected in the stock price. As of right now, March 2018, when I'm recording this, General Electric stock has declined over 50%, well over 50% in the past year. It's just been plummeting compared to the rest of the broader U.S. market, which has done quite well over the past 12 months. So... What's going on? Why is this massive company that is involved in all these segments, has all of this history behind it, why is it struggling right now? Well, uh, we're going to take a look. So General Electric, as you can see, it's got a lot of different segments of its business. It is an industrial conglomerate that has a large hand in the global economy. General Electric operates in 180 different countries, and it's got over 313,000 employees. It's massive. So whenever we analyze any business, we have to look first at what does it do and where does the cash come from, right? As as investors, we want to figure out where does the cash come from so that we can determine if that cash is going to keep coming in the future and is it going to grow too. So as of 2017, 95% of the revenues are coming from industry and only 5% are coming from the capital division. And that percentage has been decreasing over time. So let's break this down into the different segments so we understand where the revenues and the profits are coming from. So as far as revenue, 29% comes from the power division, 22% from aviation, 15% from healthcare, 14% from oil and gas, and 8% from renewables. And the transportation and lighting segments, they're a very small percentage of revenue, and they're largely insignificant as far as the revenues uh, that they they bring into GE. Um, Unfortunately, those have been declining segments for GE in a very small percentage of the overall cash. Um, Out of all of those segments, the fastest growing one is the renewable segment. So even though it's a smaller segment at 8% of revenues, it's the fastest growing at about 15% annually. So that's kind of a glimmer of of light there uh, as far as the growth aspect is concerned. All right, so revenues are great, but what about the profits? Where did GE's profits come from? 
Well, the main segments that bring in the profits for GE are aviation, and this is of industrial segments. We'll talk about the capital segments later. So of the industrial segments of GE, aviation brings in the most profits. It brings in 45% of them. Healthcare brings in 23%, and power brings in 19%. So those are the top three profit generators for the company. You got aviation that makes jet engines and other devices for aircraft. You've got healthcare making medical devices, and you've got power. So overall, the total industrial profit, it's $14.7 billion in 2017. Now, that, that seems good, like $14.7 billion, uh, not too bad. But in 2013, GE made $16.2 billion in industrial profits. So over the past several years, the industrial profits have gradually meandered down. And when we look at what are the main culprits of this, this trend, why is the industrial profit decreasing? Well, the main culprit is oil and gas is producing just one-tenth of the profits that it did back in 2013, and the power profits have decreased by 37% in that same time frame. So oil and gas and power as different segments have decreased in the profits they provided to GE. So we have to keep this in mind that there are many cyclical elements here where in the down part of the cycle as far as oil and gas is concerned and oil prices just aren't as high as they used to be not to mention that GE just completed a really large acquisition of the oil and gas company Baker Hughes which created a new publicly traded company called Baker Hughes a GE company and General Electric owns I think a 70 a 65% controlling stake of that company so they uh, have made a big investment into oil and gas at a time when oil and gas prices are not that high and that segment is not that profitable. So that's the main culprit of why the overall industrial profits have decreased. So it's not just that the industrial profit has fallen. The capital segment has been wiping away all of the profits and then some. So these capital profits have turned to losses, and that really sucks. So GE is in this transitional point right now where it's, it's been known as a strong industrial company, a stalwart, but it now has these more cyclical elements because of its power and oil and gas divisions. And it's also kind of a turnaround because it's facing a lot of issues right now, especially with GE Capital. So... When I put General Electric into a category of a stock, as we talked about a couple episodes ago, I think of it mostly as a stalwart because it does have that over 125-year history, I think, at this point. And it's been a big part of the American industrial economy for a long time. But I also see it as a cyclical. It's, it's going through some ebbs and flows, the Baker Hughes acquisition uh, has has been kind of frustrating in some ways, and it's definitely a turnaround right now as well. It it's struggling to find its new identity as an industrial conglomerate. So those are some of the things that I think about. Even though the industrial profit has decreased a little bit, 
it's mainly been hurt by its capital segment and the losses associated with that. 